14th at 12.38 p.m. Uh, early afternoon. Hope you and yours are doing well. Um, thought I'd give a couple thoughts out uh, to you, or I'd send a couple thoughts out to you on what I've been seeing. There's been a lot of Purdue news, uh, but to me, still a lot of things that I don't understand, quite honestly, as a fan. There are a lot of things out there that I don't quite get the entire picture. I'll talk a little bit about that, those things that are kind of um, somewhat disconnected for me, somewhat uh, there are loose ends that I don't understand, and I've been reading, and I still don't understand them, but that's okay. Uh, we can talk about that together. Uh, but before I get into all the stories, the many, many news stories, let me thank our sponsors. They're not official yet. It's still not officially football season, and our friends at AJ's and our friends at Home Field Apparel, they are not officially our sponsors, but we feel like they're so good that you need to know about them. And so if you head over to Home Field Apparel and you buy a shirt just like this with the old-timey Purdue Pete, uh, and you enter Boiled 23, Boiled 23 now, it's a little different, no space, Boiled 23 at checkout, you get 15% off. It's a pretty good deal. Uh, their stuff is phenomenal. Uh, everybody at Boiled Sports, one of the great things about having them as a sponsor is they they hooked us up, honestly. We got some some sweet gear, and this is one of the things that I picked out. I've got a couple surprises for you guys later. <clears throat> some, some of you have actually seen me out in the wild in one of my home field shirts. It's a little bit of a surprise. So, uh, yeah, we've got some unveilings to go through as the season happens, as the season goes on. So head over to Home Field Apparel. Get yourself some gear before football season is upon us. Uh, then, uh, of course, when you're on campus, there's one place to go. It's AJ's on Vine. Go there. Go to eataj's.com first. Uh, order yourself the um, uh, the mac and cheese bites. And when you get there, they're going to be warm, and they're going to make you feel cozy, and you're going to be happy. You're going to have a great day. Eataj's.com, our pals, your pals. Let's go. Um, so... Let me talk about the things that I don't understand a whole bunch. This is a little bit older of a story. I think it's a week or two old. The men of Mackie. Okay, so the men of Mackie. <clears throat> One of the things I don't understand about men of Mackie is why there are so few men that aren't of Mackie on the men of Mackie. And granted, I know that they're letting in guys from teams that don't have a team to go to. There are a lot of schools that aren't represented in, uh, in that tournament. And so Purdue welcomes them because they don't fill up a team. The question I have is, why can't Purdue fill up a team? I mean, you've got a, a rich basketball history. You've got a lot of guys out there that played for Purdue. And then every time I see a picture uh, when the Minimaki were playing, it was guys that I have never heard of. I don't know them. Uh, so I don't jump all in, especially this year, less than even previous years. I don't jump all in with my enthusiasm with that. I love the guys that play that are Purdue guys. I just don't know the other guys. I don't know anything about them. So I have a hard time saying, okay, this is a Purdue story. And it surely isn't much of a boiled sports story uh, since, since it's pretty far removed. Also, you've got some guys there playing, which nothing against them. I'm sure they're fine gentlemen, that, that left the program uh, in less than great terms. So again... Um, unusual circumstances to call these guys Purdue people. Obviously, Robbie Hummel, an icon, was kind of the player coach, I think, this year. Maybe Ryan Smith was back. I don't think Ryan Smith was back coaching this year like he did last year. Purdue's results, or the men of Mackey's results, again, uh, weren't great. I think they got knocked out in the second round of the tournament. Um, so that's about it. I, I, I kind of wish those were Purdue guys. That's the first thing. 
Second thing I wanted to talk a little bit about, of course, was this, uh, the European tour. I, I joke in the title that Purdue wins Europe. Purdue is the European champion. Purdue went 4-0 uh, in Italy, Germany, um, uh, three, uh, four different countries. And some, one of the gyms specifically, the, I think it was the first game, looked like they were playing in uh, maybe one of the most confusing YMCA courts you've, you've ever seen. Had so many lines down on the court. Um, wild uh, and, and very small. A lot of these venues were very, very small. I swear, almost every CYO gym I played in when I was growing up was bigger than the first two venues. They got progressively better until the final game, which I haven't seen anything but still images of that one, admittedly. I haven't seen highlights of it yet. I plan to watch them. But I got to watch one game live. I don't know how that happened. I got to watch, um, and I didn't look for a pirated uh, link or anything, but I got to watch one game live. I got to watch two games almost right away on, um, on YouTube. And then I watched highlights of a third and I'm sure I'll watch this one. My big takeaway was that these teams that they were playing weren't very good. They weren't very good. Flow FLO, uh, the team that hosts or the, um, broadcast, uh, streaming organization that hosted, uh, the event for your Boilermakers wasn't great at their job. There's some production problems. The guys who were doing the play-by-play, -play, I don't know who they were. Maybe I'm just not paying attention to anything. I'm, I'm flat out in summer mode. Regardless of what the reason is, I really didn't understand a lot what was happening there. I didn't understand um, why the, how these teams got together, how much they played together. Every now and again, an American guy would pop up on one of these teams. You know, you'd see a guy say, oh, he, he's a prospect or he plays here, um, but right now he's playing in Europe. But the teams did not look very good. They were big, generally. I mean, they had good size. There was one team they played specifically, um, St. Uh, Poulton, uh, the team that they beat like a drum. They looked, th their guards looked like they were playing church league basketball. Like, their guards looked horrendous. Their bigs were huge, based on what I could see, what I could tell. They, they had no, no problem physically matching up with Purdue's bigs but they were not on the same level as Purdue. So Purdue walks away 4-0 on this, this tour of Europe. I think this is a great team builder. I love the fact that Purdue does this every other year, but I think this is probably some of the worst competition I've seen Purdue play. I don't think this is any like harbinger for Purdue shaking off the loss to Fairleigh Dickinson and going to the Final Four. Like That was the thing that, that cemented, that galvanized this team. I don't think any of us should think that way. Uh, if I'm raining on your parade, I apologize. But uh, there were some neat takeaways, though, from that. Uh, one thing is, of course, Brian Waddell. Uh, he's, uh, I used him as the, uh, the photo of today's quick cast. And he looks completely reformed. He's, it's, he's been a work in progress. He was a really thin kid at Carmel. Um, he looked thin in his first year at Purdue. He got a little bit of... of definition last year got a little bit bigger but he looks the part now um it's great to see he's uh he's bulking up he looks great uh off the bounce like he can he he can drive on people now and finish strong around the rim i think he's six foot nine but he's a long six foot nine too i know morton is also six foot eight a lot of people are saying they occupy the same space they really don't occupy the same space though because to me it seems like waddell is a shooting guard morton is kind of a hybrid point forward um and I, I wouldn't say you know uh, uh 
knucklehead board had had a discussion how uh, Morton was going to lose all of his playing time to Waddell. I don't think that's the case just because I don't think they're filling the same space. But one problem that Matt Painter is going to have to solve, and you can see it when you're watching this team in Europe, this very unusual truncated team, meaning you don't have Zach Eady playing, you don't have Ethan Morton playing for uh, because of uh, injury, I believe. That's one of the things I'm confused about. Uh, but Morton's recovering from something. Um, and then this last game, uh, Colvin uh, didn't play because of a passport issue. And uh, so you had all these these weird parts. Uh, one game, one guy percolate up to the top and play great. Next game, some, game, somebody else. It was awesome to see that. When you look at the box score, you're seeing different guys rise to the occasion. That's great. Um, but I just don't think that Waddell is going to take Morton's minutes, but he's going to take somebody's. And that's the problem that Painter is going to have to solve. He's going to have to solve the idea of Trey Kaufman-Wren is, is, is really very good. He was, a, he was a high recruit. Last year he showed a lot of frustration. He looked like a guy that at times was real pissed off when he was playing, which you can shape that and form that into something magical. Uh, but he looked the part in Europe. He's so strong. He's aggressive. He's not the quickest guy. So um, he's played a little bit of the four in Europe. He looks like a center to me in the Big Ten, like an undersized center, not a prototypical Purdue center by any means. Uh, Will Berg played quite a bit. He did really well against that team, that uh, St. Poulton team. Uh, I'm sorry about the names. Um, he looked really good against them, but they were not a very good team. In the second half, Berg just kind of could do what he wanted to inside uh, for, for a couple minutes, and that was good to see. But he struggled staying in front of a couple of the guys in the early games. Um, he's still recovering. That's the only thing you got to keep in mind. But a lot of people thought you're going to have Wilberg coming in and playing like Zach Eady Part 2 or kind of a combination of uh, Eady and Matt Harms because of the ability to play face up and shoot the basket from deep or shoot the ball from deep. But I don't know if Berg is there. I think one of the this is going to be another case. Can, um, uh, can Brantley, Coach Brantley, mold and shape yet another center into an all-conference type of guy. If he can do it here with Berg, it's going to be pretty noteworthy. Um, but he's got a lot of skill at the same time. Berg can do a lot of things that a lot of Purdue centers the last couple of years, specifically uh, Haas and Edie, uh, because they're just bigger, uh, slower bodies. He can do some things that they can't. He's a little thinner, and he's a, he's a really good shooter right out of the box. But he struggled defending uh, some of these players in Europe. That's of note. Uh, there was another um, first played well. Um, you had Braden Smith had a great game where he had 11 assists, zero turnovers, zero points. Not because he wasn't shooting. I think I saw him. He missed at least two that I saw. I can't remember exactly what the box score. But Smith also had a game where he played. He scored a lot. Lawyer played well, scored a lot. Uh, Gillis had a solid game, uh, specifically in the second half. What it looked like Purdue was doing to these teams was wearing them down. Every time I would watch... Uh, the box scores, when I wasn't actually watching the game, the three that I uh, was watching the box score, Purdue would like wear them down. As the game got further in, Purdue's lead would get bigger. Um, Purdue's depth hurt uh, the other team. And I don't know what they had. I, I don't know what they had on the other side. Um, so that's the second story. Third story, two football stories. One, of course, um, what's happening in camp. I watch Golden Black. They have a podcast, which is worth watching. Um, they have more insight than anybody because they have the open door that other um, media outlets don't have. And one thing I took away, which is hilarious, is I took away that they don't know much about this Purdue football team, meaning the door is only cracked open. The, the 
15 minutes that they get to see the team, it's hard to gather information. You're seeing just drills and warm-ups and stuff like that. You're not seeing a full um, you're not seeing a full version of the offense. So it's hard for these guys to figure it out. So then it leads me to the next thing, which is funny in this internet age and this YouTube age where you'll see guys talking about Purdue football who don't know anything about Purdue football. I'm sure you, if you're like me, you peruse and see, you know, if someone prognosticates about what Coach Walter's first-year Boilermakers will look like, I want to hear what they have to say, even if I don't know the person. And what I'm hearing, based on what Golden Black is telling me, is none of these guys know what they're talking about because there's no way that you could. Coach Walters and company have kept everything close to the vest. You're not seeing a lot. Bruce had a couple injuries that are, that, um, uh, one of them, uh, Adrian, or I, I can't tell you how to pronounce him, uh, one of the transfer-wide receivers, Adrian, Adrian, E-H-D-R-I-N-E, I believe, looked like he was going to play a, a pretty important role to the wide receivers based on the fact that you've got a lot of guys that haven't played a lot of college football. But at the same time, we don't really know. And he's out for the season with an ACL. Um, so uh, I'm not going to say anything else about injuries other than, you know, it looks like Purdue has done pretty well. Injuries are part of camp. Injuries are part of football. If you start believing this is something that's limited to Purdue, getting guys injured, starters, potential starters injured, you're way out of line. Ohio State, they have injuries just like Purdue. The di big difference between Ohio State and Purdue, of course, is Ohio State's depth, right? They have another five or four-star right behind them to plug in. Purdue doesn't have that. Purdue's depth is always going to be an issue. They're never going to have that, what Ohio State and Michigan and some schools like that um, really brag about and, and, and are fortunate to have. Purdue doesn't have that. They're not going to have that. So when somebody goes down, it's tough. Purdue's offensive line is going to be interesting this year. You're going to see a lot of names, numbers, faces, people that you don't know playing significant roles. Uh, but I'm pretty excited if you, if you read up on many of those guys. You've got guys that are big-time uh, college football-type bodies. That's a good start. The next part is, do these guys gel? I keep saying the importance of this. Teams just gelling and believing in the guy next to them. <clears throat> Understanding that, that what that guy's going to do and having faith in that person like you, you trust him. That's a big deal in football specifically. So are guys buying in? Are guys uh, getting along well? Even with great teams, you can have teams play poorly because they don't gel. So that's a big concern of mine, and I don't know the answer if it's happening. One thing I do, I, I love this coaching staff. I love the fact you've got youth on uh, on the menu here. You've got a bunch of guys that I believe in, Walters and, of course, uh, Harold, are, are, are coaches that it's pretty tough not to believe in uh, when you hear them talk, when you see some of the records of things they've done. But we just don't know. The guy that I, I, I will stick by that I think is going to capitalize most off Coach Walters um, uh, being the coach versus – uh, the Jeff Brom uh, era being there uh, is uh, uh, Nick Scorton. Scorton. Um, I, I think uh, Caraway was his name before he changed it. I think it's his dad's name that he took. Um, but that's. I think he's gonna. He's going to. He's gonna be an absolute terror. Uh, he looks the part. He's got. He's got quickness. He's got athleticism. He's got length. Um, and I think he's gonna fit really well in the system. And all indicators, if you listen to the slight whispers of who's doing well personnel-wise, that's a guy that I think is going to capitalize in this defense specifically. There's a lot of guys that are going to do well, but that's the one I'm betting on is going to have a breakout season. Um, let's see. Oh, okay, one thing. Uh, finally, we can talk about this, and I think somebody mentioned this over in the, I can see in the margins, a couple comments, but um, 
Aiden O'Connell played lights out yesterday for the Raiders. He was playing against the twos for the 49ers, which uh, NFL preseason has never been worth a damn, uh, and it's worth less somehow now because generally um, guys just aren't playing. A lot of the ones, they don't even dress anymore. It used to be they'd play for, what, one quarter or something, and they'd sit and, until the final game, and they'd play two. But um, Aiden O'Connell's look good. All these quarterbacks, all the rookie quarterbacks, are generally playing that way. Aiden played like the starter in, um, I had air quotes there if you're just listening, because he was playing with their, uh, close as they are to their ones, as many of their ones that were available. And he played great. I think he was 11 for 15, 140 yards, had a touchdown, had an interception, I believe. But I know he had a touchdown. Um, he looked great. Moved the ball well, putting the ball in small windows. Um, it's the same guy that we knew when he's perfectly healthy. Um, Aiden O'Connell can make throws, and he's crafty. Um, when I say crafty, I mean he's a guy that uses every bit of athleticism, every bit of savvy that he has because he just doesn't have the rocket arm. He doesn't have the quickest feet. He doesn't uh, – I, I always – was bothered, especially when he was young, his his lack of vision or his lack of sensing the pocket collapsing on his left side was a problem. The Raiders didn't help him at all. They have a guy over there who let him uh, let their, his man go by almost untouched twice that I saw. Um, I don't know if he was sacked the second time, but one time he was just swallowed up and it was nothing to do. But Aiden O'Connell playing big, no surprise to Purdue fans, but I had a kind of funny, I, I think clearly, we can go ahead and say that uh, now that Aiden O'Connell is playing for Josh McDaniels, it's obvious that Josh McDaniels is going to become Bill Belichick. You know, that's uh, Bill Belichick can't win without Tom Brady. Tom Brady is to Bill Belichick as Aiden O'Connell is to Josh McDaniels. I don't think I'm jumping the gun. I don't think I'm being too early by saying that. That's sarcasm, in case you were wondering. It's funny. Some of the comments I read in the margins or afterwards, after the, the show is over, Make me think that a lot of you guys uh, don't understand that I'm being sarcastic a lot. And I guess I should be more clear, but that was sarcasm. Uh, I wanted to be very, very clear in that case. Finally, probably the biggest story, uh, and I mean this uh, the, because all this other stuff is just kind of conjecture. There's a lot of, like I said, loose ends, things that you can't possibly know everything because you're not given all the information. But this one, we know all the information. Gene Cady is in the Naismith Hall of Fame. That is a, that's a big deal. Um, that's a real big deal. It's long overdue. Uh, I heard, uh, the golden black guys again, talking about the reason he didn't get in and was passed over a couple times, probably because he didn't have the final four. Um, but it's great to see him get in there. He's, he's earned it. Uh, he's had a great career. If you're a younger Purdue fan, one thing I see from younger fans, I, I don't, I don't mean to, uh, uh, go after a whole generation. And we don't have a lot of them, uh, a lot of younger people that follow. If you're here and you're young, we appreciate you. And I say young, you can you can be young at heart like Greg McManus. He's here. Uh, or Ben Cotton. Um, but if you're if you're a young person, you're here, we love it. But we don't attract the, the uh, a lot of people that are in their teens and early 20s. But when I talk to them on Twitter, sometimes, or in person, sometimes I'll see this impatience or this idea that, Everything is looked at through the prism of Final Fours and National Championships. The older I get, the less I think that way, and the more I think, you know, enjoy things for what they are. Granted, I want a Final Four as bad as anybody. Not as bad as anybody. Those players want it worse than you, even though you may think that's not true. Uh, Matt Painter wants one really bad. I wanted one for Gene Cady so badly. I was on campus during that time. I was on campus when Glenn Robinson was there. Um, and it didn't happen. 
but you can't judge, you cannot judge everything in college basketball through the prism of the tournament. You just can't. The winning percentage has to be there. Conference champion should be part of it. What are these guys? Is he developing players that go to the pros or just play professional basketball afterwards? Is he is he developing guys that maybe he's making them into great players and they they weren't great players when they recruited in? We can always go back to that idea though. If they're not great players and they're recruited in, that's on the coach because they're his recruits. No question about it. But uh, Gene Cady deserves uh, the Hall of Fame nod that he got finally. Um, it's great to see. There's a great video. It's on our Twitter feed. I retweeted it from Boiler Ball. has some legends of Purdue basketball talking about how happy they are for Coach Katie. Some of those guys may look worse than me, and they're my age. So I feel sad for them, uh, but I bet all of them can still, still shoot a basketball better than me. There's no doubt about that. So I'm over 20 minutes, 20 minutes and 22 seconds. I'm going to look at the margin here. Um, read up on some of the comments. Appreciate all you guys who tuned in live, all you guys who are listening to tape. Before I do this, let me let me oh, let me tell you guys something. We had a handsome hour, a basketball beat, whatever you want to call it, a bigger cast. We were going to do a show last week, at the end of the week, and Anish and Jay and Michael, they're all like, "Hey, are we going to do this or what?" And I was like, "I'm in, whenever." And uh, they're like, "How about tomorrow?" I said, "I'm in." And then one of them said, I don't know about tomorrow. And then how about the next day? And then, okay. But what I want to tell you is that the fact that any of us can get out of our houses um, is amazing because we can't do the simplest of tasks, meaning organizing a, a podcast to me is pretty easy um, to get these guys together. We like to talk to each other. We like to talk about Purdue sports. And we had the best of intentions last week and could not make it come together. Um, just to let you see a little bit behind the curtain, but um, maybe there'll be one this week. I can't make any promises, but I do appreciate all you guys who ask about, will there be a handsome hour? Will there be a basketball beat? I guess it'd be handsome hour now since we're switching to football. Who knows? That's what I got for you. All I can do is say, I can put a quick cast on and maybe you'll like it and I hope you do. So let's talk about it. All right, uh, Ted Berkey says good afternoon. Thank you, Ted. Uh, welcome to Welcome to the QuickCast Studios. Uh, Dick Stillwagon, incredible name. Uh, I'm happy for Aiden O'Connell. Same here. Dick Stillwagon. It's, if that's your real name, that is awesome. You, that's an old cowboy name, Dick Stillwagon. Um, I wish I had a name like that. No offense to the, my, my Dowd um, ancestors. Greg McManus, uh, he says he'll delay his lunchtime uh, and his trip to the gym uh, and Greg's serious about the gym. That guy's gotten in great shape. Uh, unlike me, uh, Greg takes his gym uh, visits seriously. So thanks for taking your time out, Greg. Ben Cotton, uh, we did a podcast about things I, I didn't understand. It would last until November. Exactly. I don't understand anything, guys. I don't know how much better, much more succinctly, much more articulately I can say I don't understand things, but I really don't understand this. I always try to read up. You know, like just daily, I'm checking in with different sources and figure things out, not only in college sports, but politics and the real world, try to read up. But I'm especially not understanding a lot of things right now. So I, it's probably my age. Um, I think since I lost you guys, or last saw you guys, I turned 48. You guys can probably see it. There's more gray in my beard. But uh, I apologize for my, my lack of understanding many things. Um, Greg McManus says, Kelsey and Nojo were fun to watch again. Eastern actually played well. Eastern is interesting. He's a, both those guys might be the most two interesting basketball program alums we've had in the last 25 years, 20, 30 years. Nojo, if you don't know this, has been playing in Mexico. Nojo now is shooting jumpers right-handed. He's left-handed. 
wasn't that great of a left-handed jump shooter, but now he's got uh, he's shooting threes and other shots right-handed, and he's making them, I'm told. Extremely interesting, extremely weird. Um, Greg again says, uh, the surface in Germany were crazy. Yeah, they had those rub- rubberized sports courts. I played on Tartan before where you can actually dig your fingernail into the courts. Really weird. Um, uh, Greg McManus says, Flow Sports was pretty good. Commentary was questionable at best. Uh, pretty good. He said pretty good. Uh, felt more like Big Ten minus. Uh, yeah, I, I completely agree. Some of the comments, the dumbest comment I heard from those two guys, and if you guys know who they are, you can tell me and I'll, I'll read it. Um, but one of the comments was, Purdue should install his own. Okay, fine. I agree. I think Purdue should install his own. The tournament taught us that. But they said, can you imagine a zone of, they had Edie, Wilberg, Caleb First, Trey Goffman Wren, and Braden Smith. And I was like, why is Braden Smith in there? Why don't you just have Mason Gillis running the point? I mean, my goodness, was that asinine. I, and I didn't, maybe they're like me, they're just dry with their sarcasm, but that was as dry as you can come. The delivery was bizarre. So, whatever. Andy Day uh, says, Waddell, Heidi, uh, and TK are all great. Yeah. Is, is it Heidi or Hyde? I, I, I don't know. Um, but I've met him. He's a nice guy. Really nice guy. Uh, good to old people and good to young people alike. I was with my son when we met him last football season. But, yeah. Uh, Camden looked great. Uh, he had a, he had a couple flushes. He had one where he got fouled on the dunk. Um, these guys all look great. Colvin looked great. Interesting factoid on Twitter. I read that painter says Colvin is the most talented incoming freshman he's ever had as a recruit, as a signee. That is, that is high praise. That's nuts. Um, so Take that for whatever you want. That's just a sidebar. Uh, Boiler Bro 82. Uh, biggest concern for me is the O-line coming in. Uh, hope the depth measures uh, matures fast. Yeah, you can. Be, I think you can be concerned about O-line because there's so many new faces. I'm actually less concerned about O-line. Um, uh, I, that, 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 that's legit to be concerned about it. Running back stable is deep uh, with guys that have played a lot of, a lot of football. Um, I think online those guys have to be on the same page, right? So there's there's a good reason to be concerned. Uh, Typovich one, by the way, are there any mid low major small ball teams that Purdue should worry about in the basketball preseason? You know, it's interesting. I guarantee, if I poured over the preseason schedule, um, I would probably find one or two to be concerned about. But I'm so excited about the marquee matchups that I haven't even looked at, at those with uh, much of a concerned eye so maybe i'll do that maybe i'll do that in the next quick cast i appreciate that ancient astronaut go aiden o'connell boiler max aiden's probably faster than brady yes he probably is um uh, dick still wagon again uh thought this was a comedy cast dude listen dick i i i mean i try to bring the comedy i i, I do and it, sometimes the the jokes fall flat but i do my best uh ted berkey uh I've never been, he says, you have never been sarcastic. Correct, Ted. It's always, always dead serious. Um, so you guys are going to that part of the quick cast. Here we go. Uh, Greg McManus says, uh, I'm, he says, I'm fluent in sarcasm, hyperbole. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> hello. Hello, f- fellow young people. Yeah. Um, Boiler Max says, is mid still, uh, mid 30s still young? To me, it is Boiler Max. So yeah, you're, you're a young person. Um, if you want to be a young person, I consider myself young, honestly, mentally, 
I consider myself in my 20s, which is a damn shame because I'm not even close. And people look at me and they know I'm not. Dick still in doubt isn't a Zoomer. Um, I'm old, man. I, I, I'd love, but mentally, I, I'm, I'm, I'm reminded about my age. Maybe you guys are this way when I do certain activities. This weekend, I spent three hours trimming hedges at a school. And my back hurt so bad the next day just from trimming hedges. And it, was with, it wasn't like I was using a manual trimmer. I was using a... Uh, a uh, nickel cadmium nickel hydride battery trimmer, very modern, top of the line equipment. Still, my back was wrecked. Um, let's see anything else here. Uh, Greg McManus says we need to dis- discuss Barlow's hair. Uh, Andy says that it's Heidi, Camden Heidi. Um, thank you. Um, Barlow's hair and Barlow's personality are amazing. I know Barlow's dad, great guy, <clears throat> and I talked to him. During Kelsey's time at Purdue, Barlow has an interesting personality. His hair, uh, I've always thought he's a lot like Kid, Kid Cuddy. Um, if you old people don't know who Kid Cuddy is, you should look him up. C-U-D-I. Um, I like Kid Cuddy. And I like Kelsey Barlow, but he's a weird bird. So that's about it. That's uh, Boy, thanks for staying. You guys are all saints. We're near 30 minutes. God bless you. Have a great day. Uh, we'll be back at you with a handsome hour sometime. That I promise. God bless you. Uh, Boiler up, hammer down. We'll see you.